We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. O sacrament most holy, most sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. It was September of 2015, if you can remember way back then. It's when the folks at Apple introduced live photos with their iPhone 6S. No longer were we to be satisfied with just still shots. Now we were to be given three seconds of moving visual and audio surrounding each picture. And over the last almost seven years, we've gotten kind of used to it. In fact, I've seen a child before touch a picture waiting for something else to happen. Surely there's got to be more to this. Who just has a still picture? But I, I remember the first time I saw one, I was mesmerized. It was like the, the portraits in Harry Potter's started talking. Or the, if you know the Chronicles of Narnia, the, the painting of the Dawn Treader. It's moving in its frame. The theory is that they're to give us a greater sense of the moment. What music was playing in the background when this shot was taken? Maybe there was a side conversation going on. What, what happened before the still smile that we all remember? Because sometimes there's gifts there. A friend recently shared with me how she cherishes a live photo on her phone, that of her best friend, who in the moment before the official picture was taken, when you click on it, you can see her friend gesture in a goofy way to my friend's nephew, also in the picture. You see, her best friend just passed away a couple months ago. So that live photo for her is a treasure because she can see the movement, she can hear the sounds, and she can carry it with her, wherever she goes. And so it is that on this Corpus Christi Sunday, this solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ, we do the same. We see him, we hear him, and we carry him with us. Back to my phone for a moment. The oldest of the pictures in a long line of photos on my phone is of me and my father at my sister's wedding way back in 08. I cherish that picture because he, like all good fathers, also do those three things. He was seen in my life. I heard him in my life, and he walked with me. It's very fitting that we honor fathers in our nation this day. On the same day, the church around the world celebrates Corpus Christi. For fathers, we thank you for seeing your strength, for, for hearing your wisdom, and for walking with us, protecting us and guiding us along the way. For Corpus Christi, the body of Christ, we do the same, right? We, we see we see his strength there each time we come to Holy Mass. 
yes, under the form of bread and wine, but ever more close than we could ever be in a photo, we hear him. We hear his word proclaimed in the scriptures and in the silence of our hearts as we gather in prayer. In those quiet moments that we listen, he speaks to us. And for those of you that were able to join us early today, he literally walks with us and we with him. He walks with us figuratively throughout all the days of our lives, but we just finished a procession down state, up Port, uh, up Goodrich, and then back around on Powers, because we need that reminder that just as Christ is with us every step along the way, so we walk with him as he protects us and guides us. Of course, no... No father is perfect on this side of eternity, but that's where the difference is. The body and blood of Christ is something more. We don't worship our fathers, but we do worship the Lord. For not just a strong teacher, not just a a wise companion, but he is the Lord of hosts. Look at the gospel today. On first blush, it's just about the the multiplication of the loaves and fish, sure. And in that, we have a, a prefigurement of the Eucharist, how Jesus wants to share his Eucharistic life with all. But note, the church always stands on those three legs of welcome, education, and worship. And see how Luke starts the gospel. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom. He teaches them. He educates them. He heals those who need to be cured. He cares for their body. He serves them. He welcomes them into his presence. And then the third leg, the worship. When he multiplies those loaves and fish, it was not just about another meal. It was about the fulfillment of what their longing was. That's why at the end, they gather up all the fragments into 12 wicker baskets. Yes, It's one for each of the apostles, so that they all had something to do, to be sure. But those twelve apostles are representing the twelve tribes of Israel. For Christ is the fulfillment of all that went before him. And in him we see all that we long for. We worship him. That's why St. Paul was so excited as he wrote to the Corinthians. I hope you know that What we have in the second reading today is the oldest written record of the Eucharistic celebration in the first century of the church, just decades after the Last Supper. We hear how he did not give an ordinary meal, but a new covenant in his blood. How the night before he died, he took bread and he took wine. This is my body. This is my blood. The Lord's body and blood, soul and divinity poured out for us. I hope you've prayed with that passage before. If not, I invite you, grab your Bibles at home this afternoon. Go to the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11. Pray over that passage and then see what follows. St. Paul said this to the people of Corinth. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body 
eats and drinks judgment upon himself. It's heavy, but right there from the beginning, there is power in what looks like a simple meal. Power to do good, to be united with Christ, but also power for evil and corruption, bringing judgment upon oneself if one goes through the motions, pretending it's just a nice symbol. How fitting. But this week here at St. Mary's, we have another day of mercy. Four times each year. We don't just hear confessions on Saturdays and Tuesdays, but a whole day long, from six in the morning till ten in the evening, so that we can experience that mercy, so that we can receive the Lord worthily as we come before him. Some folks in our parish, many, are regular, regular um, confessees, regularly take advantage of the sacrament of confession. If that's you, great. Thank you for doing so. You give us a good witness. For others, maybe they've never heard how important it is. They've never prayed with this passage from the letter to the Corinthians and had never been told that they shouldn't receive our Lord if we have serious sin on our souls. Or worse, sometimes folks have heard so and Just ignore it. No. This is such an opportunity, such a gift. This is a help. These experiences of mercy, these sacraments of reconciliation, to help us enliven our faith, enliven our hope, enliven our love, so that we can see him all the more, we can hear him all the more, and we can walk with him all the more and share his life with all those that we meet.